0: Hey, everybody, Stephen Key here, and I have a special guest. Uh, Mark, you're from Austin, correct? I live in Austin, Texas, originally from Oregon, yeah. All right, wonderful. And um, I had heard through the grapevine you have a great product. Why don't you tell us a little bit about your product so we can start there? Thanks. Um,
1: so the product you sell is called a Go Magnet. It's, uh, it's an exceptionally strong double-sided magnet. I don't know if you can get it up to the camera or even see it. Yep. Um, it's got a little grommets in the side. People use this to hold firearms. They use it to mount um, and mount pistols in their vehicle, underneath their dash. They use it to organize them in their safe Okay. Um,
0: and kind of all over the place. So it's really easy to, to organize. Is it just handguns or is it larger? Probably not rifles, just handguns, correct? Um, we
1: sell some that you can use for rifles. Rifles get a bit more difficult because they're often not made of steel. They have different parts that are made of plastic polymers and wood and other things, so it gets a little more difficult with magnets.
0: So what is the, we're gonna show it on the screen in just a minute, but tell us, what is the one-line benefit of your product? What is the one-line benefit? Yeah.
1: Um, you never have to stack uh, pistols in your safe again.
0: All right, so it's a great organizer. It just ha- it makes it easier to access them probably and store them and get them and keep them in good shape. manufacturer, right? I mean, you sell this, right? Yeah, that wasn't
1: always the case. I I tried to license it at one point in time, um, rather unsuccessfully, uh, but I did learn a lot in that process. That's okay. When I couldn't get anyone to license it, I started making it.
0: That's okay. That's all right. Um, So let's talk about it for a minute, because I think a lot of people probably are thinking the same thing, Mark. They have an idea and they try to license it and it doesn't work so you jumped in and started manufacturing how many years ago Uh,
1: about four years ago um, we used to I I think I ordered enough material to make 40 and and I launched a website for 20 or 30 dollars and then um, I people would order them and I would make them at my kitchen table and then ship them out okay and
0: uh, that sounds about that sounds about right at the very beginning doesn't it yeah. A
1: lot's changed since then. I mean, I think at one, one year, I think we, we, we pushed a hundred thousand of them out the door. And so, um, you know, a lot, everything has changed since that time, but yeah, boy, in the beginning it was just, okay. it was just me and some glue and some fabric and some magnets. So.
0: Yeah. I think that's pretty typical. So looking back, it probably takes a lot more time than you probably think. Um, I've heard that and experienced that myself. It It takes a lot of work. Is there any... Any particular thing that you remember looking back that you didn't really see that was going to happen, being a manufacturer?
1: Yeah, gosh, plenty. Okay. Um, think about that question for a second. We had, I mean, uh, there there were a lot of, uh, at one point in time, we, we got some bad material um, and created a bunch of bad products okay. um, with it before catching it, that was one thing that occurred. Um, material prices went up and down Material suppliers had issues i mean all the common things you would deal with as a manufacturer i guess some of those were expected and just some of them were a little bit more were larger problem than what i what i expected
0: when you're first starting out you don't need a lot of money but when did you start to need some good good cash flow coming in when when did that happen
1: um gosh this was a very unique uh, business I started when I was in a very bad place in life, um, and I didn't have any cash. And, um, I, this business was built entirely off the cash made from the company. So okay. ne- we never took a loan, um, oh, very good. and, and we just, we just tried to make money. And that's one of the things I try to tell people who are getting started is, it's just, just start making money. And once you get to there, the problems tend to, money solves a lot of problems. And, and if you're trying to solve them all before you've, before you've got sales, um, okay. you know, you, you, can, it can get very expensive and you can find yourself in a bad place.
0: Okay. So how do people find you now? Is it strictly online? Do you do trade shows? Is it in stores? How do people find you? We very rarely do trade
1: shows. Um, we'll do two or three of the largest ones a year in the gun world. Uh, the shot show, uh, to help, that's a big wholesale, uh, account place. Um, most of our advertising has been on Facebook uh, over the last four years, okay. And that's where we've grown. I mean, I think our Facebook following is three hundred and sixty thousand people right now. Wow so we've we've grown pretty large I don't know sixty seventy million video views. Okay. Um, okay. We push a lot of content. so
0: yeah, I think I think there's a great opportunity these days to target certain um, customers now with with the Facebook ads, and that probably that's probably really smart. So the trade shows, why not the trade shows? Too expensive? Just a pain in the rear end?
1: Um, well, it got to a point um, where the trade shows were... were uh, we would, The amount of money that we would make at a trade show would be... Um, Probably maybe a, a, a fifth of what we would make in a day of online sales. And so, and that's in an entire weekend of a trade show. And that's, and we're talking about one day of online sales. And so it got, to, it got to the point where it really wasn't worth it time wise. It. it wasn't a smart time investment to spend three days at a trade show. Um, now I will go back and say that having, having done a direct to consumer sales position and not building our wholesale sales position like we should have from the beginning. Um, and the trade shows help with the wholesale. helps you get it helps you get established with stores okay. and those larger retailers. And that is the long game if you really want to stay around for a long time. Direct consumer sales is a very difficult dogfight to be in.
0: Okay, so, and that's what you're doing now. You know, it's, I'm I'm glad you made that point of difference because I think the trade shows is about establishing your brand. It's about being there. You're in the game. It's, it's not so absolutely. much about those sales, but um, maybe potential sales down the Road meeting the buyers distributors that that's a long term play you're you're right about that um, yes sir, and it is a big investment too and but it's not about so much writing orders anymore that's what i've been told i I think that's been like that for years anyway though um, so people find you you do the direct marketing very very cool it's a very small i wouldn't say small there's a lot of people with firearms there's no doubt about it and um Let's talk about knockoffs. Okay.
1: (laughs) Um, I've had an an enormous amount of experience with knockoffs.
0: Okay. Is that just... I mean, I tell everybody, look, if you're successful and you've got a great product idea, there's going to be competition. You know, maybe maybe knockoffs is the wrong word. Is it the wrong word? Is it the right word?
1: Um, I I would say it depends. Um, There are knockoffs and then there is competition. Okay. Um, There are... The one of the major problems we have today is that we've got an international marketplace, and uh, but not an international legal system. And I'm not saying we should. Okay. I mean, don't misplace that. I don't want an international legal system. What I'm saying is is that the the, legal, the laws that apply here in the United States don't apply internationally. Okay. But we've got international um, international marketplaces and points of contact, points of sale going on, and so you've got people who are ethically. Bankrupt or ethically have have major ethical issues. Um, that that will use your videos. They'll use your pictures. They'll use. I mean, they'll you they'll basically pretend they're you and sell something that is you know, that's junk. And then that that is a big knockoff problem.
0: So. Yeah, that's pretty typical. You know, it's interesting that you mentioned that. Um, if you've got a product that's selling, they're going to find it and they're going to take all your your assets, they're gonna take your photographs, your videos, your name. They even take your name sometimes. They, they took our name. So we, we
1: launched a second product called the MagPad. It was this, um, back in October of last year. And um, within two weeks, uh, there were more than 150 people using our photos, our name on Amazon, um, selling out of China. That's how fast it happened
0: and um, they're, they're per, we
1: suffered badly through Christmas over that,
0: so. Shame on those guys. Um, yeah, they're, they're it's f- a tough deal. Yeah, so what do you do about it? How do you, do you well, stop, can you, do you stop them? Can you stop them? How much time do you spend in money on it?
1: I, I spent, I, I should have just had a, a direct phone line to Amazon for about a month and a half because I think I we spent an hour or two on the phone every day. Um, Amazon does not want to get in the business of intellectual property enforcement. They don't want any part of it. Um, so they're they're and they're not super motivated um, to stop any sales, right? They want all sales that they can get. So when you call them, you really don't get a very good response. And they and they I would say that the only response I ever got from them um, was when they sent me a warning that I was infringing on my own product and that I needed to email myself and get permission to use my photos. And then they shut down my page for a little while, my actual page while they left the other ones up. So that was the only response I ever had from them. I was contacted a while back by a company uh, called Redpoints and uh com. Are you familiar with red points? Very much so. Oh, uh, and, and, um, they have worked some miracles on that front. You know, I, I believe that over the last, and we only started with them about three months ago, but over the last three months, um, we've gone from, in the, I mean, I think we've found over 500 infringements out there, okay. people copying us or stealing photos, and I think we're down to one or two. And uh, we clean those up basically daily or weekly, yeah. and that problem um, has gone away. Now, the problem of people stealing our name, that's not, I couldn't trademark it. I tried to trademark it. I couldn't get the trademark on it. Um, okay. It was defined as descriptive and we had other okay. legal problems. But but okay. they have cleaned up the use of our photos and our copywriting. And it's been, yeah. I, I strongly recommend if you're having that problem, you reach out to them.
0: Yeah. Um, I'm very familiar with Red Points. Um, I did uh, a, a podcast with them or maybe, I don't know what it was, but they're out of Barcelona. I think they're in New York too. But what's really great about Red Points, I'm glad you brought that up, they do police it. And they have some very simple tools that they like to have. And they're not really expensive tools either. Um, a trademark is actually a good one because of the names. Copyright, because they're using your photos, which is, sounds very simple. And that's that's great. And they have relationships with a lot of online sellers so they can shut those down. Um, but it's not... What they- the, but Go ahead. I was going to say
1: one of the things that's interesting about that and why Red Points is so important is that you, if you're going to file a copyright infringement on Amazon, it will take you for one infringement it will probably take you 15 minutes okay. right? because you've got to fill out a whole bunch of information. So if there's if there's hundreds of them, you're just lost. You don't have the time. Yeah. RedPoints gathers them all up. You do a single <laughs> click: yes, this is an infringement; no, and then they they process all of the infringement paperwork for you and okay. reports. You don't have to do any of it.
0: Yeah, what I like about them. Um, it's amazing how big a problem this is, and they've they're they're trying to to help. Um, the way I kind of looked at it, you you're either going to have to do it yourself or hire someone within your company and pay someone a salary to do it because it's like whack a mole. It, mid- it's unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, or you pay them a a certain amount, and I don't think they're I don't think they're um, extravagant, but it, there's a cost associated with that. But there's a cost when they 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 hurt your brand and they're selling your product too. So you have to kind of weigh both sides of it. Um,
1: I I would say that the cost is fairly reasonable and it's um, it would be less, it depends on, it depends on the scope of what you're trying to do. But I mean, it's, it's a reasonable, it's reasonable.
0: Is there any other advice you can give anybody that's listening now that is going to venture? Maybe they tried to license. Um, is there any, any, any type of, you know, a couple tips to say, look, maybe you cannot license it or maybe, um, or maybe you want to potentially license it later once you prove there's a market to it, but it doesn't really matter. You're going to venture, you're going to start manufacturing. What should you do to prepare for that? I think
1: there's two, two pieces of advice I would give, and one is, is, don't wait for just start selling something. Get a sale. Um some people will want to build their website till it's perfect and they want to order you know they and they want to they want to make sure that they're ready to handle 6000 orders a day once it launches and and that everything's set it's not going to be like that and it may it maybe it's just not you're not going to have I mean you're going to you're going to launch and it's going to be slow and it's going to be disappointingly slow and you're going to and you're going to struggle and the second thing is don't there are other people out there that I have seen that will order three five thousand units worth of stuff um, and spend thirty fifty thousand dollars to get ready to launch something okay now if you are already know there's a market and you already know there's sales and you know that you're just entering into it and you think you can steal some of that maybe but if it's a new product you could very well sit there and sell two of them and then find yourself wondering what to do with five thousand widgets That you've got sitting in your house, and you need, because you don't have 5,000 friends to give them away to. Also, you're $40,000 in debt. So that's my two pieces of advice: make a few. Now, why? Now,
0: I'm curious. What you just said, I hear all the time. How do you know that's true? How do you personally know know that? Because you're not that situation. You, 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 you got. You're one of the the fortunate ones. You've got a product that sells. You're in the game. You don't have to take out debt. So how do you know the other side of that story, Mark?
1: Um, as as far as over, as far as purchasing too much material and prepping or which part? Yeah.
0: Getting involved, spending too much money up front when you don't have any sales. How do you know that? I mean, how'd you figure that out?
1: Well, I've heard horror stories. So a few of the people I've reached out to over time, one of the things that your book was helpful with was, was giving, giving the idea to reach out to people who have done it before. And I, I reached out to a few people and I'm, and I have a, a, a couple friends who are on Shark Tank and cut deals on Shark Tank uh, and acquaintances, and they're in groups that chat. And we, we kind of communicate with each other about things that are a good idea, and, and I've picked up a lot of lessons from them. Okay. Um, I've gone to launch new products okay. myself. Um, you know, and I've, I I just – there if, if there's – the concern is that there's not a market. And, I'm, and if you – and I tried to launch a um, – uh, uh something smaller that, that kind of didn't it just didn't sell and um okay and i'm glad i didn't i didn't buy fifty thousand of them before i did it you so know, you're not kind of
0: new like, at this either you, you you've had a few bumps along the way prior to oh, this gosh. oh gosh yeah
1: i wish i knew now what i knew in the beginning and things would be <laughs> it's just so much different
0: you, but at the end of the day you always have to Pay your dues a little bit, I think, and um, yeah, I think so too. The learning process is tough. Yeah, but, uh,
1: it doesn't come through happiness and sunshine. I'll
0: say that. <laughs> hey, Mark, thank you very much for coming on and making it real for everybody. It's, yes, um, sir, thank you. It's extremely helpful and um, wonderful. Thank you very much.
1: All right, sir. Hey, thank you very much.